The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS today. I am Andrew Hansen and I'm happy to be joined by Miles Hartley. It is the Sunday slate after all and Miles, I'm I'm happy to be joined here with you again and it's almost like the NBA gods knew that we were coming. They've set this Sunday schedule up for two different showdown slates and that's been one of the things we've had a lot of fun uh breaking down here on these Sunday shows. So Miles, how how are we doing here as we get ready for the Sunday slate? Doing pretty good. I have a head-to-head game going on right now, and it looks like it should cash. I did get suckered into playing Grant Williams tonight, though, because they said they were going to give him the start, and uh, he finished with .75 fantasy points. So, you know, that stings, but, I mean, if I cash, at least I cash. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, yeah, we've become the showdown specialist, uh, and I enjoy doing that a lot. Um, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I, I didn't get to play too many lineups here. Uh, I was traveling up to Maine, uh, dealing with some snow up here. Um, but um, I did just notice here, as we were chatting about your head-to-head lineup, that Marcus Smart set the record for Boston Celtics all-time three-pointers in a game. He made 11 against Phoenix. Did you happen to have him in your lineup? I sure did, and he had 68 fantasy points, so that was great. And <laughs> oh, I also... I paired him with Jason Tatum, who had 50. So that was a good way to start out the the main slate here. And then I also threw in DeAndre Ayton. So it was all around a good game, that uh, Phoenix and Celtics game for me. That's terrific. Well, if you get a record-setting performance, then you don't have to worry about a guy, a, a you know, value player who starts and gets less than one fantasy point if you got Marcus Smart hitting 11 three-pointers. Exactly. So that's uh, that's terrific. And as a lifelong Celtics fan, uh, that, that's pretty impressive and, and fun to see. Um, well, you know, last show, we got to hear from Kumo and Donut a little bit. And, you know, it got me wondering, when you have a, a big night like this, you win your head-to-heads, do, you know, do you do they get – so do they see any benefit from that? Do they get some sort of, you know, special food or special treatment? Uh, well, Kumo's getting a bird bath right now, but that's about all she's getting. And uh, Donut's been shipped off to our friend's place for the night because we're going out here for a birthday party. Okay. So yeah, he's right. not getting much of a, any special treatment from us tonight. <laughs> Just a babysitter, special babysitter. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, great. Let's get into the slate. Um, before we do, we want to give a shout out to our big sponsor, MyBookie.ag. This is an exciting time here this Sunday, January 19th. We've got two NBA games and we've got two NFL games if, you, um, if you're into that sort of thing. And I certainly am. It's the conference championship Sunday. So you know, head over to mybookie.ag and you can still get in on the action. You can get a 50% match on your deposit. So if you deposit anywhere up to 2000 half of that will be matched by mybookie.ag, so you're up to $1,000 there, and uh, go check them out. A lot of options, um, and then after today, um, we'll have to wait for the Super Bowl, but plenty of NBA action in the interim, so please head over there, and when you do, just use the promo code DFS today. So uh, on top of that, we want to thank 
our lovely friends from Hawaii and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. You can get their delicious blends on Amazon pretty easily. That's how that's how I do it. And the coffee along with the gold clips will be there before you know it. So we certainly recommend them and thank them as well. All right, Miles, let's get going here. We've got because of this unique two game NBA schedule, we have some we have a, a variety of con- a variety of contests that we can play. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to start with the full two game slate that spans the entire day. And then we'll go and follow it up with two separate showdown slates. So we've got three different slates to break down for you. And starting with that two-game slate on DraftKings, the 3 o'clock start is, of course, Miami traveling to San Antonio. This is a rematch from just a few days ago when Miami won in South Beach 106-100. to There was no Tyler Hero in that game, and he's questionable for this one over in Texas. And the other news we have in terms of injuries and illnesses, we have... DeJounte Murray, questionable with an illness, and Rudy Gay is doubtful. So those are the X factors in terms of news. Why don't you start with a a breakdown of the heat for us? So on the heat side of the ball, I'm looking at Jimmy Butler. Um, He's A200, and he's going against a lower-tier defense here. He did struggle against him last time. Um, He only got 25 fantasy points. But if you look at the box score, he missed four free throws, which is not the norm for him. I mean, if you got three or four of those there, he would have been back up around the 28, 29 fantasy point. And I mean, that's a down night for him still. But I expect him to bounce back here. You know, it would hit around that 35 to 40, 40 fantasy point night. Um, I mean, he's averaging 43 fantasy points on the year. I don't see a reason why he can't come back and, you know, hit value for us here. Um, the other guy I'm looking at here that I like a lot is Kendrick Nunn. He's 5,600. Um, he's been hot of late. He's earned 31 uh, minutes over the past three games for each of those. And uh, last time against the Spurs, he had one of his best uh, games. And I think he got, what was it, 40 or 30 fantasy points here? It would have been it would have been over 40 because he had 33 actual points and three yeah. rebounds and four assists. Okay, yes, I wrote down the wrong total here. So I'm having to go quick, a quick look here. But yes, he's been playing very well. And I like him more than I like Goran Drogic in this position just because it seems like he is getting the more minutes right now than he is. Yeah, on the main slate, Nunn is priced at 5.6. And Dragic just a little bit cheaper coming off the bench at 5.3. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, he had 48 fantasy points. So I had 38 written down there. So I missed it by uh, 10 points. Um, and then the other guy I like on this side is Myers Leonard. Um He's priced at 3,700. Um, you know, he's been playing great minutes lately. He did have a bit of a down minutes game last game. I'm not sure if that has this due up to matchup. Um, and, I mean, last time out, he got 28 minutes against this team, and he managed 20 fantasy points. I mean, it's not a huge total amount, but, um, you know, it's getting you what you need at 3,700 price tag. The other guy I like is Duncan Robinson, especially if Hero's out. Um, with Hero out, he's been getting big minutes the last two games. And, I mean, if he gets hot from three-point land, it's awesome because, I mean, 90% of his shots are from that range. Um, so, you know, if he gets, if he starts hitting those, he can easily pay off that price tag. Um, and that's all I have on this side of the ball. I mean, obviously, Bam Adebayo is in play. Um, but I'm just, in this two-game slate, I think I'm going to be playing a lot of the guards and small forward positions. 
So I might be fading some of the larger uh, bigs, which may or may not be a good plan. But uh, I mean, he had a great game last game, but I'm shying away from his uh, price tag at 8,800. What about you? What do you got on this side? All right. Well, this is interesting because um, in this two-game slate, I am not planning to play any of those heat that you mentioned. I mean, they all make sense. Um, but because Butler struggled in this matchup, I think of the two higher-priced heat, I would play Bam uh, a little bit more than Butler. Although in my primary build here, I don't have either one of them in the lineup. I, I'm paying up more in that second game with Sabonis and Brogdon. Um, so what so I was looking on at, that side? well, I, I, the other guy I was looking at actually is Derek Jones Jr. Cause I like his price tag at 4.0 and he got 25 minutes in this matchup, seven points, 12 rebounds. So he was, he was the value play I was looking at. And, um, I, you know, I think it, it we've got to, we've got to mention again, the injury factor here, because I think. You you certainly are operating with the assumption that Hero is not going to play because yes. this is what they've been looking at these last couple times out and you know I, I think there's it's hard to it's hard to deny that with Hero out in this first matchup you know none got the extra run the extra shots the extra usage and he took advantage of it so if Hero is out again then I like your plays even more if Hero actually decides to play and is able to play then um you know maybe it would benefit me actually because all those guys are a little bit less attractive and i'm, I'm not planning to play them anyway so that'll be a big x factor for sure i'm glad you mentioned that yeah because that is a huge x factor if he comes back that makes all those guys a lot more messy and then i probably would shy away from the game quite a bit more i still probably will have some interest in jimmy butler regardless of if he comes back or not though yeah and it's it's another um situation here with butler at a reasonable price tag like 8.2 i mean he's going to bounce back eventually so maybe this is the spot that he does it san antonio is one of the worst defensive teams in the league so we'll see if this is the the afternoon that he gets back on, on track all right over on the san antonio side um demar Derozan was quite strong in this matchup he went for 30 points five rebounds seven assists he going to be one of your core players he sure is. He's been averaging uh, 50 fantasy points over the last five, so I can't, uh, you know, can't jump off that train. Absolutely. I, he, he's the guy for me. Um, you know, after that game, he had another strong one against Atlanta, 25-9 and nine. So he's he's probably my favorite player on the slate. What about the rest of the Spurs? Um, yeah. So the rest of the Spurs here. Um, if DeJounte Murray is ruled out, then it will give me some uh, interest for value plays here. Um, if he's sitting, most likely uh, Derek White will get his starting uh, position there. And I mean, I think at 4100 that's a great price tag for him and he can easily pay that off. And um, if Murray is out, I think I'll have him in a lot of spots. And then the other guy I like is uh, Patty Mills at 3400 Last game out, he had 26 fantasy points against them. <clears throat> 26 fantasy points against them. 21 points and uh, five three-pointers made. I don't think he'll score another five three-pointers against them, but I still think he can get you that 20 to 25 fantasy points. And, I mean, at 3 for 100, that's great value. Um, but, yeah, besides that, I mean, I do have a bit of interest in Alridge just because of his price tag at 6,900. He did struggle in this uh, matchup the last game, and he has struggled the last couple games here. Um, but, you know... 
we know his upside. We know he can go out there and do things. It just depends if, you know, this is the game where he's going to get up and go. Um, but, yeah, that's what I have for this side of the ball. Yeah, that is really surprising, huh? First time Aldridge has been under 7K on DraftKings in a long time. So that that price tag jumped out at me. But, yeah, I'm still, I'm still hesitant to play him just because he struggled in this matchup and uh, again, I like I like some of the guys in the second game a little bit better, but I'm 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 right with you on your breakdown of the backcourt. If Murray's out, I'm I'm going to be interested in White at 4.1. Mills certainly worth considering, and I also like Lonnie Walker at 3.1. If if Murray's out, then hopefully he'll get you know 18 to 20 minutes, and I think he could be potentially the best value play, certainly best play under 4K on this slate. If if Murray is out um, and that's about it. Um, Lyles at four point six, um, you know, maybe if if you need it just to finish out your lineup, I, I don't think he's a bad play. I, I, I haven't played him all season, but, you know, here we are. We, we're dealing with a two game slate. So you have to you have to be open to playing guys that you normally wouldn't play. Yeah, definitely. You have to uh, kind of take everybody into consideration and just kind of, you know, break it down and just follow the news and make sure that you know who's in, who's out, because that really affects uh, these value players. All right. Anything else on game one here before we move on to the second half of this slate? Um, I just have yeah one little tidbit about DeMar DeRozan as well. Since the start of the new year, he's uh, six, shooting 61% from the field and 91% from the free throw line, and he's averaging six boards and six assists and a steal. So, yeah, he's been uh, just kind of red hot since uh, 2020 has rolled in. Oh, we like those numbers. Mm-hmm. He also missed the potential buzzer beater against Atlanta uh, oh, after yeah. after a strong game. He um, had a— He botched it. Yeah, I mean, he had a shot. at It was a tough shot, kind of double-covered, spinning, twisting, falling to the baseline— Cam Reddish um, was the guy who stopped him, wasn't it? I think he was in on the play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully he'll have a little extra pep in his step after that um, near miss and and want to come out and get it done. So, but, he, yeah, either way, he's he's definitely one of my core players. <clears throat> All right. We're ready to move on to the next. Let's do it. Game two here on the contest with both games. And it is Indiana traveling to Denver. Right now, Denver is favored by one and a half over under 211 over on the uh, over under on the first game, by the way, is 221, 10 points higher. San Antonio actually favored by one. So uh, out in Vegas, both of these games are projected to be close. You know, not too much difference on the point totals. Um, and this is also a rematch uh, from the last couple weeks. Denver won at Indiana 124 to 116, so 240 points on the board there. So this game certainly has potential to have a lot of fantasy fun in it. And we do have some big injury news. We've got, first of all, for the visitors, we've got Lamb questionable with the hip. And then over on Denver, we've got Murray still out with the ankle problem. We've got Harris out again, Millsap out again. And we are recording this on Saturday night late, so uh, things could change. But right now, those three big guys, three starters for Denver are out. 
But let's start with the visitors again, Miles. What do you think about the Indiana side? So, yeah, on the Indiana side here, I'm looking at uh, uh, Sabonis. I mean, at 7,900, he's that's probably the cheapest he's been in a long time. Um, and, I mean, he's been priced down for a reason. Uh, he struggled last game, but, I mean, he had five fouls and five turnovers in 26 minutes. So that's why he sat the rest of the game. Um, and, I mean, hopefully that poor play is not related to this knee soreness that we've been hearing about so much. Um, you know, that's kind of concerning. But, I mean, the game before this, he went on and had no problem. So, hopefully this was just a bad, you know, fouls and turnovers game. And that's just was the reason that he did so bad. And that, that's it. So, at 3900 he can easily pay that off. We know that. Um, he's been playing great all year. Um, and <clears throat> last time out against this team, he had 48 fancy points. And, I mean, the Nuggets aren't the best at the center position. So, I like him here. Um, the other guy I like a lot is Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, at 7300 you know, I think a lot of people are going to be scared off because of the defensive rating that uh, Denver has with their backcourt. But, I mean, with Harris and Murray out, uh, their backcourt is just a shell of its former self. So I think that he'll do fine. Um, you know, usually I do get scared off because of the Denver backcourt. But in this situation with those two guys out, I like him. I'll be using him. Um, and then the other guys I like on this side of the ball, I like TJ Warren at 6000 He's a fair price tag, and he is a guy who can pop off for 40 fantasy points on any given night. Um, and last time out against these guys, he scored three for fantasy points. So, I mean, 6,000 is a bit more than, uh, you know, sometimes we can get him, you know, at that, like, mid-five range, which is nicer. Um, but in a two-game slate, definitely worth consideration. Another guy here is uh, Justin Holiday. Um, if Actually, there's two guys here, Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott. Um, if Jeremy Lamb is ruled out, I'm thinking that Justin Holiday will most likely get the start, and then McDermott will also get some more run. Uh, Justin's only 3,600. Um, you know, he's not super consistent by any means, but he can pop off for, you know, 25 to 30 fantasy points. And, I mean, McDermott can get up to 20, 25 at 3,300. So, to me, both those guys are in play. Um, if Lamb is out, I definitely like those two at that price tag. Um so if you need to, if you're trying to squeeze in a bunch of uh, big guys, which I am in this game, so I'll be trying to, I'll probably be using Doug McDermott to uh, be able to get in a bunch of the guards that are priced around that seven thousand, eight thousand range. What about you? What you got on this side? Um, yeah, I'm right with you. Sabonis for sure is is one of my core players. You mentioned that strong performance against these guys last time with eighteen, nine, and nine, and then Brogdon also. That's the one difference from this matchup. In the first time around, Brogdon did not play. So T.J. Warren got a little boost. But with with Brogdon back in the lineup, that, that changes things a little bit. He, he'll be in there for me. And then I agree completely. If, if Lamb is out, you you got to consider Holiday and McDermott. And the difference maker for me is if, if I'm only going to play one of them, I, it will be Justin Holiday when these two teams met up before. He got 22 minutes. McDermott only got 13 and I think Holiday matches up a little bit better with the the speed and, and versatility and length of of the Denver Wings. So um, and of course, if he's starting, uh, you know that's a that's a terrific opportunity at 3.6. So I'll, I'll be looking there. Um, probably not much else for Indiana, um, but I, I am more interested in this game with some of these mid-tier guys uh, on the other side as well. So I'll, I'll start us off with Denver. And 
Yeah, I was I was curious before I opened everything up here. What is Porter Jr. going to be priced at? That's what I was thinking about all day yeah. before it was posted, <laughs> and I was fairly disappointed with what they priced him at. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping for something more in the in the five K range, but I mean, how can you really blame DraftKings? He's at six point three. It's only a two game slate, and I think it makes a lot of sense. The guy's just been excellent, and I, I was watching that Golden State game, and he was playing down the stretch. And looked really comfortable. You know, those five assists, he had a couple nice drives and dishes that were pretty acrobatic. And, you know, we know he can shoot. He's been shooting well from distance here lately, getting a lot of confidence with these extra minutes. So uh, I'm going to go to him again. Um, You know, this matchup was part of his coming out party a couple weeks ago. He had 25 points against Indiana. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge price jump from where he's been at. But... I think it's deserved. So uh, he'll be in my lineups. And Will Barton, <clears throat> certainly a, pr- a pretty reasonable price at 7.6. He's going to be my other lead nugget here, You know, especially with Murray and Harris out. Uh, I think he's going to have increased usage in that starting lineup. So that's where I'm focused. And a couple guys here, I, I like the, the other nuggets as a potential f- fill-in. You know, one guy here, one guy there. You know, Monte yep. Morris. Um, I think at at 5.2, he's he's a really solid play, kind of a, a cash game type play. He's not, you know, the, he's the guy in your lineup that just kind of keeps it going. He's not going to be the guy that's going to spring for 40 fantasy points, I don't think. But um, yeah. I think you can still have a winning lineup with him in there. You know, Beasley certainly went off. Against Golden State, 4.7. He's he's worth a look. And then Jeremy Grant at 4.3. He might go he might go under owned here. And he certainly has the upside. Um, you know, a few rebounds here, a couple three pointers, a couple blocks, and all of a sudden he's paying off value at only 4.3. So he's in my player pool as yeah. well. What are, what are your thoughts on the Nuggets? Andrew, I'm surprised. I was waiting for you to mention the guy you always mention. Oh, and especially uh, going against, yeah, and going against <laughs> a big front court, he's gonna get more minutes. Yep. Um, hey. I mean, he is priced up more than we we usually like to see, but I I think he can still pay off that five thousand. I do too, and you know he also finished the game against Golden State, so you know with um, with Millsap out, um, even if Grant starts, that doesn't mean he's gonna finish the game. So that's certainly a consideration and. Um, he's, he, yeah, he's in my player pool as well. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot to analyze here with these nuggets there, and all these moving there parts. There are a lot to analyze. And, um, yeah, all the guys you mentioned are the guys I had run down and then yeah, plus Plumlee I had there. Um, yeah, if Monte Morris, he, he's been underwhelming to me just because of like, you know, we expected him to come out there and do a bit. I mean, but he's been hovering around that, you know, 20 fast point mark. Um, and yeah, I was surprised to see, like, I mean, Malik Beasley seemed to just kind of take things by the rain last game there and, you know, had 39 minutes and, you know, popped off for a big game. Not sure if he can do it again. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they continue to roll with uh, Monte I and mean, maybe they decide to maybe try Beasley in the starting lineup. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, if Michael Porter Jr., he is a great uh, points per minute kind of guy. I mean, there's a reason why the Denver Nuggets, you know, took him with one of their first round picks uh, last year and just pretty much sat on him all year. Um, so, you know, he is a great player. 
And uh, yeah, I'm just, I am a bit afraid of that 6,300, but I mean, yeah, you're right. You do have to have him in some of your lineups for sure, just because we know what he can do. Um, and then, yeah, Jeremy Grant, you know, like I said, he's been proven before uh, last year in OKC. We know what he's capable of. So yeah, definitely in play at 4,300. Um, but yeah, besides that, that's all I have on that side. Okay, excellent. Well, before we circle back here to the showdown slates, I want to mention that the, the the best place to go for news updates here on Sunday, if you want to just quickly get the information, is on Twitter, at HoopBallFantasy. That's where we've got all of our information gathered and disseminated. So uh, check that out. And if you're not following Miles, give him a follow. He's at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. I'm at Language Olympic. And then the rest of the crew, we've got Mr. Apatria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And Mr. Sarvati is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So uh, please do give us a follow on Twitter and um, you know, take, take 15, 20 seconds. Give us a thumbs up wherever you're listening, a like, positive review. That goes a long way for our sponsors, and we certainly appreciate that and and love having you as listeners. So uh, thank you for that. All right, Miles, let's hit up the showdown slate because um, that's our specialty here on Sunday, and we've got two of them. So we've we've given our thoughts on the the you know the breakdown of the matchups. Now we just have the the different format here, slightly different pricing. But let's start with Miami and San Antonio again. Do you have uh, a preference on your captain? Yeah, so as long as DeJounte Murray is ruled out, I like Derek White in the captain spot there. Um, Putting him in there, he's only 6,900. And then that allows you to get all the big stars in there pretty much. Um, Minus, well, for me, minus uh, Marcus uh, Aldridge. Uh, I have Jimmy Butler in there. I've got DeMar DeRozan, Bam Adebayo, Kendrick Nunn, and then I have Patty Mills as my uh, last utility player. And that's one of the lines I had, and I, I quite liked it. Um, obviously, that is news dependent on the fact that DeJounte Murray is ruled out. Okay. What about you? What do you kind of like for your captain spot there? Well, my initial build here, I went with DeRozan as the captain. Yep. And, you know, I was happy to see that I was able to fit in Bam and Butler and get, you know, three decent options after that. Um, so that's the thing. You know, I mentioned on the two-game slate I wasn't planning to play much of Bam or Butler, but I do like them here in the showdown. Well, you have uh, to in the showdown slate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't see, um, I just don't see the opportunity to, to fade both of them on the showdown slate. I mean, I think you could, you could get a little bit different and, and fade one of them. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's just San Antonio splits up the minutes and the usage so much that it's not like you want to play five Spurs, I don't think. It would have to be a really strange game for that type of lineup to be the winning lineup. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, Who were the three other guys that you had in there besides those guys? What were the, the like three mid-tier guys that you had going? Well, I was looking at both, uh, both guards for San Antonio, White and Lonnie Walker. Yep. Yeah, I, I like doing that sometimes where you take – Especially in a showdown slate, you take both guards, and you know you get you get you get a different look from 
the other players who say I'm going to play one or the other. Yep. Um, yep. You know, with with Lonnie Walker at 2K, I mean, he doesn't have to do much to to fill out a lineup nicely. So uh, he's uh, he's in this build that I that I went with, and then you know, same thing. I was sort of building this thinking that Hero's going to be out, so I was looking at Dragic to fill out the lineup, or you know, Duncan Robinson would fit in there as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, I like that. Um, should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. Let's do the second showdown slate. And do you want to start again, this one off? Um, sure. Um, just one more point on this. It is again the eight o'clock tip-off. Looks like some of these contests for the second showdown on DraftKings are a little bit bigger. So, um, you know, you probably shouldn't have too much trouble getting in, but you know, I wouldn't wait past mid-afternoon if um, if you have a chance to, you know, put a couple dummy lineups in there. I would reserve your entries uh, because, you know, these are some, uh, you know, juicy contests, as as Mike would say. Um, juice on the bone here for the contest itself um, on, on the nightcap, the 8 o'clock showdown. So um, the way I'm looking at it is probably Captain either Sabonis or Brogdon. And, you know, my instincts were to start with Brogdon up there to be a little bit different and give me a little bit more price flexibility for my five utility guys. And so yeah. this one, this showdown slate for me is going to parallel the two game main slate a little bit more than the Miami San Antonio one, because, you know, it's easy to pair up Brogdon and Sabonis here and get those other guys that I like, uh, Barton and Porter Jr., and then you have you have plenty of money left to to mix and match with your final two guys. Yeah, there's a lot of options with this one. Uh, they didn't really, you know, overprice any of the stars way too much or anything like that. Um, and yeah, it was it's quite an interesting one. This one. Do you have uh, a different thought on on the potential captain? Yeah, so uh, I was running it back to Mason Plumley. Okay. Because um, I think last time out he did manage. Was it? 26 and a half or something like that fantasy points against them um and i mean that was i think with Millsap or well i mean obviously there's more of the players playing so you know if like i said you know i think he's going to be out there to match up against sabonis and turner um with that big front court um so i think he will get the minutes and if he can get you know at 25 to 30 mark that'd be great i mean i don't know if he'll get what he got last time against golden state but um with him in that captain spot you can get in will barton uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Michael Porter Jr., TJ Warren. I even had uh, Nikola uh, Joe Hicks in here. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on Nikola Joe Hicks as a play. He did struggle against his team last time out um, just because they have those big guys in the front court. Um, but I, he's a guy in consideration always. Um, I mean, he's triple, double potential. So I did like him, and I did have him in one of my lineups here. And then I did just switch it up slightly on the next lineup. I think I had who did I switch out here? Did I have Sabonis? Oh, I missed Sabonis in that one actually. So then in the next lineup though, I get Sabonis in by switching out uh, Michael Porter Jr. and having Jeremy Grant in at the bottom for the utility spot. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, that's a different look to go mm-hmm. with Plumlee as a captain. It's certainly yeah. worth considering guys in that. 
you know, five to seven K range. Exactly. You, you do that. It really opens up some other possibilities. Well, and then you know, you Miles, get all the big guys in the utility spots. If you do that, you know, lower uh, price captain. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Miles, I think we may have just set a record. We did about a 30 minute podcast on a two game slate. And we didn't, we did not mention Jokic's name until like minute 30. The very end. <laughs> and yeah, that's, yep. I mean, that was sort of by design for me. Um, you know, I, I, I often love playing Jokic, but as you mentioned, he didn't do well in this matchup before. And I think it's a way to get a little bit different is to, mm-hmm. is to fade him. And if you're going to go out and enter 10 lineups or more, I wouldn't recommend fading him in all 10. But in terms of a primary build, it's it's something you can do to, to get different. It's risky. I mean, mm-hmm. he could get he could get 60 fantasy points, but uh, I think it's worth at least exploring some of these lineup possibilities without him. Yeah, I agree. I did. Uh, like I said, I, I had a lineup there where I had um, a lot of the guards and small forwards I had. Brogdon, Nunn, uh, Butler, DeRozan, and who was I think that was I think those are all the big like guard small forward positions that I had in there, and then the rest were kind of the uh, uh, ancillary value plays to fill out the lineup. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's give a final thought if you have one here as we wrap up the slate. Um, you know, any we we like to try to focus in on one or two value plays that we think might be a difference maker last week for me, it was James Johnson. And that was a good call. Yeah. He was the key. I got a a lineup. I think it was 16th place uh, with James Johnson in there and he was very low owned. So um, do you have a thought in mind of who that guy might be? The value play. The the, the Um, difference maker on the slate. I think, Derek White, if uh, DeJounte Murray out, I think he's going to be big. And, I mean, if, but the thing is he'll probably be kind of a chalk play almost. Um, I do have interest in uh, Doug McDermott. Um, with <clears throat> If Lamb is out, I think he'll still get a decent amount of minutes, even if Justin Holiday gets that start. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Lonnie Walker. Yeah, that's um, a good one too. If Murray is out, then he's my long shot upside play that – you know, I think more people would play white, which makes sense. Yep. If he's in the starting lineup, he's only $1,000 more. But but give some consideration to Lonnie Walker. I mean, the guy is very talented. I, I think he's – I don't think he's gotten a real fair shake. Um, I, I no, think he's he really, hasn't. Yeah, so – It's because he's he was struggling with, like, injuries at the start of his uh, career, and then he just right. hasn't really ever got that chance to be given the minutes and break out. He exactly. is a great uh, point-per-minute producer when he's given the opportunity. Um, my dad actually just kind of recently got into playing uh, Daily Fantasy, and Lonnie Walker was one of his favorite value plays for the a few slates there. All right. The Hartley special. Yep. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, Miles. Um, I'm, I'm so glad to have had you on the show here again today. I look forward to doing it again. And for our Hoopball listeners, um, do check in on Monday. It is a huge slate. So uh, I I know that Coach will be on there. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be going solo, but uh, Martin Luther King Day will be a lot of fun. So uh, do join us for that. And thank you for listening today. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you again, Miles. And on behalf of the rest of the crew here 
Dan Bresperis, uh, Micah Patria, and Coach. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for listening to Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.